0: recording. Hi, this is Mark Sevy with PlotPoints.com, uh, PlotPoints Podcast, PlotPoints.com. We are um, here on a Sunday morning in a very nice little bit windy day in Southern California. I'd like to say hello to all our fans in Denmark. We got We got word that we're that were uh, a moderate success in Denmark. So it must be Chris's influence. I can't think of anything. <laughs> <other>. <laughs> anyway, with me is that with that laugh is uh Chris Christopher Stiers. He's an author, screenwriter, uh, writes a lot of articles or had a lot written a lot of articles on, on everything, does great short stories. His author page is ChristopherStiers.com. Or I'm sorry. His website is christopherstiers.com. His author page is on Amazon and uh, Barnes and Noble. And uh, how are you today, Chris? How's it going? Everything? Hey,
1: I'm doing fine. I survived Thanksgiving. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah we all did. We all. Uh, we all did. That's the operative phrase with during the pandemic is survival, right? Um,
1: yes, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I enjoyed. Uh, I enjoyed Thanksgiving this year. I, I mean, we had family, so we we probably weren't as safe as we could have been. But at the yeah. same time, we had all we had never really quarantined from each other. We uh, we didn't wear masks. We just kept our mouths full with uh, food. And that's how we uh kept the virus. So um anyway, how's how's um, everything going? What have you been what have you been watching lately? That's uh, anything of interest.
1: Well, I saw two movies that uh-huh. are too old. One is was called Mile 22 with Mark Wahlberg. Oh yeah. And the other was uh Force of Nature with Mel uh-huh. Gibson.
0: Oh yeah, that looked interesting too.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Is there, are those Netflix? Other,
1: yes, saw uh-huh. both on Netflix. No, wait a minute. One of them was on Prime. Prime, yeah. Okay, um, yeah. yeah.
0: I really haven't watched anything new. Um, I'm still kind of working through um, a lot of, you know, just my TV series that I'm that I'm enjoying. Um, right. Which is which is fine. I mean, what the hell? That's I'm, I'm enjoying a lot of really great uh, great uh, TV, but I did watch um, Oceans Eleven again. Oh, oceans 12 okay. and oceans 13, yes, I watched them all in a row, which was kind of neat. it was uh it was uh you know I mean they're varying degrees of you know realistic, most of them are un very unrealistic, but they were they were fun yeah. to watch, so Well
1: good. yeah,
0: I enjoyed them. Yeah, uh, it was their, good to see a movie. Their
1: source again. film huh? was the source film. Back in the '60s, oh, right. it was only meant to be fun too, and for a bunch of buddies to get together. Well, it was a su- it leave. was
0: successful, wasn't it? It uh, the original I one. was so. Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, God, who else was in there? Sammy Davis. Sammy
1: Jr. Davis Jr.
0: Yeah, and and didn't Sinatra play Danny Ocean? Yeah, yeah, he played the uh, George Clooney role this time around. So yes. Yeah, it was uh yeah, Peter Lawford, Sammy David. The, the basically the brat, the rat pack, right? That's the rat yes. pack. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes, they were.
0: Joey Bishop, Angie Dickinson, uh yeah. Cesar Romero, Richard Conte. God, these names. Holy crap, I haven't talked about these people for years. Norman Fell uh, who was Mr. What was the guy in Three's Company? Roper. Mr. Yeah, Mr. Roper. Roper. Got a bunch of people. I didn't realize uh, Jack Braft was in there too. Now, he was an old timer. Uh uh, gangster guy right he was that's he played a lot so. of gangsters yeah so anyway yeah so that would be fun it would be fun to i don't know how much va- validity it would have but to watch the original oceans 11 and then the uh the remake if if you haven't seen the ocean and then i want to watch oceans 8 which is the the all-female yeah. cast yeah so yeah
1: yeah
0: anyway um so we're going to we're going to um be here for next 15 minutes or so we're plot points podcast we um we have myself mark sevy and a good friend of mine christopher styers uh, chris and i have worked together in the past we've optioned material uh, scripts in the past um and we work together on a lot of different things that we, you know, they don't always come to fruition. Uh, but the process yeah. seems to work for us. So it, you know, yeah. the one, the reason it does, I got to tell you, let me tell you the secret of collaboration is get somebody on the other end of the, the stick. That's like Chris, because Chris has no ego. He, he's very amenable. He, you know, he lets my ego go rampant. Uh, he's, he's just one of those guys that you got to have on your team. So he's. <laughs> Well, at the same time you're a really terrific writer so a lot of stuff you come up with never changes we we don't even we don't even talk about no. changing it but uh so anyway um uh, so we're plot point plot points podcast we're we we have fun on this i mean it's you're not going to get this deep 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 insight into hollywood uh from us but um I, i've been in the business for quite a long time and so i know some things about it uh, mostly on the writing end of it. I don't get into production that much or we don't talk directing. We don't talk acting, except today. Um, we, we, we picked an actor to talk about because he was a, a legend. We'll, we'll, we'll just tease that for right now. We'll come into it ju- in just a little bit, but, uh, so hang okay. on for, for that. Um, so Chris, let's see yep. what, what we came up with for, oh, no, no. Uh, We're going to wait on that. How about uh, writing? What are you doing? Working? What are you working on? And tell us about your latest. uh, I know your latest novel just dropped. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah,
1: it came out uh, what nine days ago. Mm -hmm. It's called Silk and Swords.
0: Right.
1: It's available on Amazon and uh, Barnes and Noble and several other websites as an ebook and on Amazon also as a paperback.
0: Yeah, let me let me tell you the difference between Chris and a lot of other people who who promote their books. Um this is first of all Chris is a terrific writer. Uh, I haven't read Silken Sword yet, but I'm going to and it's available like he said as an ebook. But uh Chris's books are are published they're not self-published they're published they're actually there's actually a group of people uh in the industry who think chris is a good enough writer to invest money in him and uh, his books and stuff so it's that's quite a feather in your cap i know a lot of people who publish novels but they they do they do this so there's nothing wrong with self-publishing i'm probably going to self-publish my book but uh but you're 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 a cut above i mean that must make you feel pretty good
1: Yes, it does. Um, but I don't get upset when somebody writes back and tells me, uh, you know, this isn't for us.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: um, you got You got to get used to the rejections. But when the when the acceptance comes in, it feels even better.
0: Yeah. Boy, howdy does it. Sure. Yeah. That's uh, yes. I mean, they, there's the old that old uh, saying if when in sales, if you make 20 sales, you make one or if you make 20 calls you get one sale in hollywood uh or in 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 chris's major field his uh, bit is basically his uh the field that he has had the most success in in books you make uh, you make 300 calls and you may not even make one sale but right yeah but i mean you 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 hit it on the nose chris you can't get upset by rejection if you start to listen to other if you start to use rejection of your material as a basis for your your worth as a writer, you're, right. you're dead, you're dead in the water. So um, I've been rejected, you know, more times than, uh, than a Lothario in, uh, in the sixties. So it's uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, so what are you working on something else uh, besides? So the book is silken swords. It's on Amazon. I'll put the, uh, I think I added it to the show notes last week. So you can always okay. find it, but um. Anything else you're working on? Are you, are you noodling anything or?
1: Yes, I am. I'm. Oh. Uh, I'm working on a, a new screenplay.
0: Oh. Okay. You're writing While it or or, or, no, or thinking? Write,
1: it? Writing it. Um. The last couple of screenplays I did, I did with a with limited location and limited character. This one, I decided. Hey, just go all out. As many. Characters and different locations and FX weird stuff mm-hmm. as you can come up with.
0: Yeah, there's just, nothing wrong with that. Sure,
1: just go and see how it turns out. Well, we all so know I'm, I'm having fun with this.
0: Yeah, and, but and those are great to write. I, I've written a bunch of them uh, where budget was no concern or special effects or anything. Yeah. But we all we both know and and the audience should understand that if you have a a script like Chris is writing, you have perhaps, you know, five companies that'll make it. Um, but if you have a limited location, like Chris was talking about before, obviously yeah. you're going to get, you're going to get a better, a better result. Uh, but right. anyway, it's, it's, you know, you should write what's in your heart and what's in what you, what you're feeling because it can always be used as yeah. a writing sample too. So, um, right. Yeah. I've been, um, what I did is I went back and looked. I didn't realize how many scripts I had written, uh, in limited location. Um, and I've just been, they've just been, I mean, now these are scripts I wrote 10 years ago. I don't know why, you know, like yeah. one of them, I didn't intend it for it to be a limited location. It just ended up that way. So I went in the opposite direction, but I'm working, I'm just doing what I call a millennial rewrite, um, which is basically adding today's technology and sensibilities. I'm 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 resocializing the script. I'm putting in TikTok and Instagram and um, yeah. you know the smartphones that we have today. I'm not touching COVID. Uh, of course, Chris and I talked about this uh, last podcast, which is uh, you know how do you handle COVID. And so you know there's i think there's three ways, but anyway um no they're just they're just uh limited locations. I have two of them one's a horror film yeah. well they're both horror film one's a one's a supernatural horror and and uh the other one is a kind of a slasher uh- cl- slasher film so
1: okay yeah so. well i i i'm gonna throw this out uh-huh okay uh I was doing some research, and I came across. This movie review of an older film mm-hmm. called Serial Killer, <laughs> and they were and the the reviewer was going on and on about the <laughs> villain played by Tobin Bell Tobin before Bell. he did this. Yeah, before he did the uh, Saw series, right? And they were just going, this this villain is great. <laughs> he is a terrific villain in this movie.
0: <laughs> well, that's very nice. Can you send me that, by the way?
1: <laughs> okay,
0: that's uh, it. Wasn't written by you, was it?
1: No, it wasn't. <laughs> Not me. Uh-uh.
0: <laughs> so, serial killer was a movie I did. Uh, I we were we were very impressed by Tobin Bell in a movie before. Serial Killer. So we got him we we got him for the villain in that that script used to be called Mind Hunter or Mind Walker or something like that. Yeah. And it got retitled Serial Killer, which I think is a brilliant title. Uh, I think you know that's a yeah. great. when I think of that that's a great title, but um it was fun. It was I got to work with uh, some really terrific people. I, I was very involved in the rewrites um the the director was a first time director, uh, but he did a really credible job with the, with the mm-hmm. material. So, um, I enjoyed it. I, I got to meet Tobin. He's a really nice guy, sweetheart of a guy, kind of scary looking, kind of, you know, but, um, and I got to, I, like I said, I got, it was fun. It was fun, but thank you for that, Chris. That was, <laughs> that's always nice to hear. So, uh, send me the yeah. review. I'd like to, I'd like to, cause I, sometimes, a lot of times I respond to those people just to tell them thank you for, because, uh-huh. you know, it's a tough, it's really a tough business. Uh, so. Yeah, it is. Anyway, we're Plot Points podcast. Um, my name is uh, Mark Sevy. I'm with my good friend and, and sometimes collaborator, Chris Styers. Uh, Chris and I are, are, are talking about doing, working on something, but we haven't, haven't, uh, worked it out yet. Actually, though, uh, Chris sent me the last thing that he, and I kind of, I, he worked on it mostly, but I had some small input on it. We're looking to maybe do a rewrite and, uh, and, uh, fix it, not fix it. Um, uh, nothing, nothing's wrong with it. Just make it a little bit more, a little tighter, I guess. Anyway, we'll, uh, we'll see how that turns out. It's a really great idea. Chris came up with a great idea. I believe uh, it was him. I'm not going to take any credit for it cause I can't remember, but, uh, so, um, <laughs> so our mission this week was to come up with, we, we typically don't do actors, directors, unless they're also writers like Woody Allen um, or Chris Nolan, uh, Christopher Nolan. But um, because Chris and I are such fans of this actor and he just recently passed away, we decided to do the top five uh, Sir Sean Connery movies. And um, I, I, you know, just a big, a huge fan of Sean Connery, especially his early work. Um, yeah. But everything he's done is just amazing. So and you mentioned you had a hard time coming up with just five, right?
1: Oh, I originally had something like 12. Yeah. <laughs> and, I to, and I had to cut it down and cut it down and cut it down.
0: Well, you can. I mean, I, when yeah. OK, well, go ahead and just ju- uh, jump in. Give us, your, okay. give us your top five.
1: OK. Uh, I really enjoyed, and it's been a while since I've seen it. Though, The Great Train Robbery.
0: Oh yeah, okay.
1: With uh, not only Connery but Donald Sutherland and um, Leslie Ann Down. Mm. Huh? Yeah. Okay. The next one I put down was Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade.
0: Oh yeah, and he played he played uh, Indiana Jones's father.
1: Yeah, and nobody. Could I don't I couldn't think of another actor who could play Jones's father and intimidate Jones.
0: Yeah, exactly. He has such cash. He had such uh, gravitas. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay.
1: And I really enjoyed Entrapment.
0: Oh, that's with uh, uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that's why okay. you probably enjoyed it, Chris. Come on, let's get real.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, would be on one of my favorites lists, uh, The Untouchables.
0: Yes, and he won an Academy Award for that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Bring a knife to a gunfight. Yeah. Yes, and uh, I only picked one Bond movie, which is one of my favorite Bond movies with Sean Connery. Two or three others I could have put in its place, but I picked From Russia with Love.
0: You know, that's his favorite Bond movie, too. That's uh, the one that he picked as being his favorite Bond movie, so.
1: That, and it's got one of the villains you could, you worry for Bond.
0: Mm hmm. Mm
1: hmm. You know, with this, with Robert Shaw.
0: Yeah, he, and, Robert Shaw is fantastic.
1: Oh, he's got presence, too. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, um, so, uh, some things maybe we, some things I found interesting. That's a great list, by the way. Any of those that, that, uh, Chris mentioned, uh, would be, you know, just amazing viewing. Um, and they, they kind of run the gamut a little bit. Um, I yeah. think what Indiana Jones w- would be the, the late, no, Entrapment would be the, l- the latest one, right? Or right? yeah. the, the most current. Yeah. Um, but from Russia with love had some just, yeah, Robert Shaw, um, you know, Connery at his best, just a the top of the food chain where it comes to Bond films. Now, I, a couple of things maybe you didn't know about Bond is he was, his name is actually Tommy. Uh, it's Thomas, uh, not, not Sean. They call him Tommy. He was a Mr. Universe contestant and, um, apparently either co, co won or almost won. Um, he took dance for 11 years his favorite as i mentioned bond film was from russia with love ian fleming who wrote the james bond novels initially believed he wasn't the his idea of bond and if you read the books he really isn't um you know that but as the series the movie series grew on him fleming uh, wrote a scottish background into bonds um Mm. into the books which was that's a real tribute to uh to sean connery so yeah. um so i picked one bond movie also but i picked dr no and i picked okay. it because it was it was the start of an, a wonderful amazing franchise and and you couldn't have gotten a better a, a better actor to play bond um yeah. the untouchables of course i love that movie i am i i'm a huge fan um, the man who would be king is another one of my favorite uh Sean Connery films simply because he plays he, him and Michael Caine play such great characters. It's a really well yeah. I use it uh that movie as an example of uh some stuff in my classes. I picked Outland. I'm surprised you didn't pick Outland in that.
1: Movie. It's it's number 6 on my list. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's a good it's a High Noon in outer space. It's a great yes. uh, terrific uh, film. And then um an older one the Mo- called the Molly Maguires which uh
1: oh, yeah Richard Harris
0: Yeah which I just I love that whole that movie just just I loved I loved it I really enjoyed it, it remind yeah. me it reminds me of a John Sayles movie something that John Sayles oh, Okay uh
1: so So anyway uh well, but you, I would have uh, I didn't have room for The Rock Oh yeah for The Hunt The Hunt for Red October Right Oh uh,
0: Yeah, I had to hunt for Red October on the list and I crossed it out to hit the five, but, um, yeah. Did I get five? One, two, three, four. Yeah. Untouchables. Yeah. Uh, so those are our, those were our picks for some Sean Connery movies. But honestly, if you start with, um, his early career, except for Zardoz, I don't, I mean, Zardoz was fun, Uh but it was weird and odd. It was right after Bond. Um, and I don't, the, 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 the thing that makes it weird is not the movie itself but some of the costuming is a little bit bizarre there's pictures of Sean Connery in something like a uh uh a, uh, a string bikini kind of i don't know. a don't thong?
1: Know. yeah thong
0: <laughs> exactly uh it's an odd look a l- odd look for it. but i mean very very interesting sci-fi so Um, yeah. Okay, so we got a we got a fee here, Chris. We're up against the t- the clock. Um, okay. So I don't know if we're going to have time for a Q and A. Let's let's just call it a day for right now because we talked a little okay. bit more than I thought we would. You have anything you want to talk mention before we before we sign off?
1: Um, nothing I can think of other than there are a couple of movies I'm trying to track down oh, to yeah? watch because they seem very intriguing to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's the case with a couple of my films for me, too. They're they're on a list, but they don't seem to I can't seem to find them anywhere. Um, um, Anyway, Chris, thank you very much for being with with us again. Um, Enjoyed enjoyed Always enjoy talking to you. And then um, just to everybody be safe, please wear a mask. Keep your social distance. This is not a political thing. Um, it's a, it, it's definitely just a health issue. We, we don't want anybody to get sick and die. And certainly it's a right. horrible illness also from what I've heard. So, um, knock on wood yeah. that we're both safe. Um, and from all of us at Plot Points podcast, podcast, which is available on iTunes or I'm sorry, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts and a whole bunch of other podcasting platforms. And also at plotpoints.com uh be inspired and for i'm sorry for the men and women at orange coast or orange county Screenwriting association uh be inspired do good work thank you